the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government with a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other. He's Sean Thompson, and this is The Sean Thompson Show. Turkish strikes kill at least eight tourists, wound over 20 in northern Iraq, according to officials. Oh, now Turkey's attacking in Iraq. And who do we have? Who do we have at charge? With Warren, Conor Claw, sauce, where is she? There you go. Uh, where's, who's the sauce? Somebody put the sauce on that lady. This idiot then goes on to say he has cancer. My mother drove us, and rather than us be able to walk. And guess what? The first frost, you know what was happening. You had to put on your windshield wipers to get literally the oil slick off the window. That's why I and so damn many other people I grew up have cancer. And why? That should be disclosed. I mean, what do we really know about his health? He's clearly on numerous drugs for dementia and God knows what else. His son's probably smoking crack because it was prescribed by the White House doctor. By the time these idiots get done putting lipstick on the pig that is the Biden administration, anything is possible. Did you know he had cancer squirrel? I didn't know that. Does it surprise you? Not at all. Uh, but what is he blaming it on? Climate change. When he was a little boy, his mom put him in a car and it was oil on the window. I don't even think she had windshield wipe wipers. I don't even think it was a car. I think it was a wagon. What exactly are the Republicans doing? I mean, we have turmoil, not just here at home, but other nations are all at war. Everything is, the world is slipping into a depression. And this buffoon is going out and enriching his inside trading pals. That's what this is all about. Everybody knows that this is a great scam. In fact, even little Dick Durbin is going to talk about how it's just a coincidence that we're going to give $52 billion to chips. Little Dick Durbin, you want your news with a little monochrome? Nice little. This, this is the language of the, one of the greatest failed senators in American political history. But his wife, very successful lobbyist, truly very successful lobbyist. Have you seen his wife? She looks like a Maine lobster fisherman. Have you seen her? She's aging beautifully. Last week while um, Senator Schumer was recovering, we had a briefing in the skiff on chips. Do you know what he was recovering from, Squirrel? You know what Schumer had? COVID. It's a disease of the vaccinated. National security and our economic security. In addition to the Secretary of Commerce, we had experts in the area of national security and defense. I attended and listened closely. You could not listen to that presentation and come to any conclusion except the fact that our national security and our economic security depend on developing a computer chip industry in the United States that we can turn to and trust. That's what So $52 billion. And do you know how they're spending all this money? I bet you don't know, Squirrel. Don't worry. Nobody does, especially the Democrat scourge that are just waiting for welfare checks that keep voting for these corrupt bastards. It's called reconciliation. 
This is a nice little trick that they do. In fact, it's only been done 22 times since it was first created by a Democrat swindler. Reconciliation is a way that they can fast-track massive spending bills, and there is no filibuster allowed. So this is when the party in charge really wants to shove massive spending and taxes down the throats of the American people. So that is in all of this. So where you're asking, where's the $52 billion? We got 40 to the Nazis in Ukraine. We got all this nonsense going on. It's because the Democrats, as we speak, are actually executing reconciliation. What's your plan then to deal with some of the climate initiatives and proposals that were initially outlined in the reconciliation package? Well, as I said, here's what we're doing on reconciliation. But we are going to keep fighting on climate. It's very, very important. It's an existential threat to the globe. Existential. We're urging the administration to do things that it can do administratively, and we're going to look at everything that we can do. You call on President Biden's fifth day in office for him to declare a national climate emergency. I wonder how important you think it is for him to do that. And are, you just mentioned you want him to take other administrative steps. Could you specify what steps you hope? Well, there are many they're considering. I'm not going to get into details, but there are lots of them. And yes, I called for him to call to create a climate emergency, call for it, and I still believe that. You know, this is the other thing. What do you mean you're not going to get in de- into detail? Hey, you, slip and fall, scumbag, ugly, grotesque, gargoyle lawyer. You answer to me, fish face. What do you mean you're not going to go into detail? You don't make a move unless I tell you it's okay. What happened to my America? Oh, we're not a republic anymore. We're not a representative republic, that's for sure. Because if we were, at least the opposition party would be doing something other than just saying, no, I'm not going to vote for it. Why are they not moving to impeach? Because they're fundraising off the financial collapse of America. They know full well what is going on. They know what the answers are. And they're fundraising. And I find it to be nauseating. Almost as nauseating as when Joe Biden pretends to be a man. I find that nauseating. I like when he talks like he's a tough guy. He has a hard time negotiating wind. You think, you, you, you think you're the boss of anything, you crooked bastard? You all have a duty right now to our economy, to our competitiveness in the world, to the young people in this nation, and to future generations. That sounds like hyperbole. It doesn't sound like hyperbole. It sounds like a con artist, Irish gypsy lying bastard. That's what it sounds like, and that's what you are. And the idea that he invokes the very generations he's destroying. Because that's who pays for this skullduggery. That's who's going to be strapped with the massive, unable to negotiate the future taxation, the future extortion of America under this particular generation, the worst generation in American political history. Granted, they're all 80. And they've been doing this to the country for 50 years. And now they're pretending they're helping the kids. The only people that are able to buy this are the ones that have been educated in their their educational system that are too stupid to know they're the useful morons. And then there's this scourge that are in on it. The profiteers of the idiots. The Democrat lawyers and doctors and lobbyists in on this. But it's not. It's real. Act boldly on climate. And so does Congress. It's notwithstanding the leadership of the men and women that are here today has failed in his duty. Not a single Republican in Congress stepped up to support my climate plan. Well, that's good, but that isn't good enough because you should be drafting impeachment protocol right now. Enact in their reconciliation a no-confidence vote. This is what this country needs, a no-confidence vote so we the people can 
revoke our consent to be governed by this Irish gypsy Democrat mafia whore. Boy, that could cover almost all of them. I think it does. It's good enough. And the other thing is, we, America, already are the cleanest producer, already cut the most, already have the answers. Did you know what the answers are? Oh, I know what they are. So does Ted Cruz. OSTB has done a lot of work under President Biden on energy and climate. Office of Science and Technology. And, and there may be no area of science that is more politicized than energy and climate. Of the almost 200 nations on planet Earth, which nation has reduced its CO2 emissions by the greatest number of total tons over the last 15 years? Now, he's asking a Democrat, so prepare for either a lie or a circle back. Uh, Senator Cruz, I, uh, I would probably want to look at the data to give you a complete answer to that. I know the circle U.S. Back. has been... Uh, very good at reducing our emissions after having a long history of being the greatest emitter. Okay, uh, the, the complete answer is the United world. States of America, which has reduced our CO2 emissions by more than 600 million metric tons in the past 15 years. And my last question, because my time is... Ex- at the same time, enemies, enemies all over, have been going hardcore into organic energy, the real deal stuff. And that's why they're kicking our teeth in when it comes to organic energy. And the other problem that I really have when you listen to these Democrat mafia swindlers, they specifically leave off the only real problem you have, even if you buy their own frauded logic. The greatest contributor to greenhouse gases is water vapor. And you can't do jack about that. So they just don't count it. But yet they borrow from the numbers when they want to knuckle you under and take away your freedoms and your money. Inspired. What is the principal cause of the United States leading the world in the reduction of CO2 emissions? And there, there is an objectively correct answer to this. Um, Senator, right, from back. my recollection of looking at the shifts Stupid in uh, U.S. emissions, they have come about, I believe, from a combination of uh, efficiency improvements of shifts in manufacturing, uh, and of uh, the adoption of renewables. Wrong. Wrong, Dimwit. And this imbecile is the head of the bureaucracy. Now, she didn't get there because she's smart. She got there because she does not have a Schwansteiger. She got there because she's a woman. She's a connected mafia member. She doesn't know the answer, and she's the head of it. Let's fill her in on the answer. Okay, that question is, that answer is scientifically false. The answer for the principal cause of the reduction of CO2 emissions is the substitution of natural gas for coal in the production of electricity. That is objective, it is scientific fact, and it is dismaying to me. Ding, 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 ding. And guess what America is, squirrel? You're not going to believe it. We are the richest leader of knowable natural gas on the planet. We, right here. We could turn it on. We could do it all. It's all fills all their phony science. It's clean. It's that, 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 that. But it doesn't line their pockets on the inside trading wind and that boondoggle solar. Do you have any idea how many chemicals just to make one solar panel? Do you have any idea how many minerals, how much, how much earth you have to dig up to make one of those phony baloney windmills? And then there's another problem. Whenever I want to talk about wind, let's go to a German. 
Oh, yeah, because they bought hardcore into wind. Not to mention they have all these wonderful names. This guy's name is Wolfgang. I love to be told things by a guy named Wolfgang. His last name is Mueller with the two dots over the U. I love when they have the two dots. And I also love when they give me that accent that knows it's obviously going to be a correction. Uh, Wolfgang, you discussed the economic shortcomings of wind power. But what about the environmental impacts, uh, the land use, land conservation impacts, or other environmental impacts? How does this weigh in, either as uh, pro-wind power or an argument against wind power? Yeah, this is an excellent, excellent question, because um, yeah, well. the, the development of uh, wind farms in Germany is the example of using double standards. So we see now over the last 10 years in particular how in protected areas where you're not, we're not even allowed you know, an existing shed to add an extension of, let's say, five square feet because of environmental, uh, for environmental reasons, they're building wind farms, you know, where you first, of course, need major roads for these heavy trucks to bring in this super heavy equipment into the farm. What builds roads? Anybody? Anybody? Cement. What's the main component of cement? What do you think, squirrel? Oil? Put $50 on oil. I want to see you win some money so you can buy some of that Nancy Pelosi stock. So I told you, I mean, you have 30,000 uh, wind turbines about in Germany installed, and they're basically littering the landscape. And sure, it's subjective. But uh, the next thing is where, of course, the science there is definitely not settled, so-called infrasound, you know, the sound you actually can't hear, which... Uh, People claim it's causing um, health issues. No, they're claiming it's causing cancer. It's causing cancer. You know, like Joe Biden and his mommy had? Yeah, like that kind of cancer. But one thing for sure you can see with our uh, eyes is the birds. The birds that are sh really shredded by this. Good. Uh, I can't stand the birds. The Let the birds get birds, chopped so up. Margaret Sanger, the rest of them. And anyway, not because of wind farms, but uh, similar uh, hunting birds. All right. So the hawks. All right. And. Um, Anyway, but they are not takers for it because of the bats, because oh, of the, bats. Uh, this uh, aerodynamic uh, situation of how the blades rotate. Uh -huh. Bats basically die because their the eardrums uh, implode or explode. All right, and so there's the future. No bats. It's a good coronavirus, right? They want you to believe it wasn't created by Fauci, so the bats are gone. Birds are gone. Ah, who needs them? And then you got that sound that'll give you cancer and make you bang your head against the wall. It's going to be great under Joe Biden. He's doing it for the kids. It's going to turn out fantastic. 312-642. Get long now in your bull dung stocks. Darling, is the wind blowing today? I'd like to watch television, darling. Make money, smoke cigars, and live free on The Sean Thompson Show. On AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Now, do you know why the government has to do this? You know, the government didn't have to get involved in the oil business. They didn't have to prop it up. They didn't have to fluff it. They get in on this because it doesn't work. Mathematically, the energy doesn't store the whole nine yards. It is an absolute boondoggle. One of the greatest oil men, arguably, uh, in, the, in this country is one of the really brilliant, cutting-edge guy by the name of T. Boone Pickens. I was a big fan of T. Boone Pickens, followed his career. Truly uh, a roughneck guy who started working and then started to invest and became a big player in the energy business. He got involved in this very early on 
and he uh, he thought it was going to work. You are also an advocate of wind energy. There has been a wind production tax credit which has expired. Critics of wind energy say it's not profitable unless there's that government prop up of the tax credit. What's your view of wind energy and its profitability? I am an expert on wind. You know how you get to be an expert? <laughs> Lose $200 million. Okay. That's what I lost in the wind business. And so... Uh, and why uh, was that? Why? Yes. Uh, I, you can't wind uh, economically, uh, cannot uh, compete unless natural gas is $6. And natural gas went all the way to $2. Because we have the most of it. So you can't compete. It is not profitable. It doesn't work. This is something only the government could push. And they do it through force. Not because it works. Even Bill Gates, who's on their team. Even Bill knows. So a lot of people are very optimistic, as you know, with wind and solar. The renewables cost coming down. The battery costs are coming down. You think that's enough or... Do you no, think that is more? so disappointing. Uh, <laughs> I mean, really. Uh, the uh, Voslav yesterday, uh, he, he said, okay, here's Tokyo, 27 million people. You have three days uh, of a cyclone basically every year. It's 22 gigawatts uh, rate over three days. You know, tell me what battery solution uh, <laughs> is going to sit there and provide that power. I mean, let's not joke around. Your multiple orders of magnitude, you know, oh, $100 per kilowatt hour, that's nothing. That doesn't solve the reliability problem. And remember, electric... It doesn't work. That's why Texas almost froze to death. That's why they had to transform their entire grid. They were the greenest state in the country. And they have the rolling blackouts now. As far as the temperature, this is only done by idiots that live up east in the northern part of the, the country. Texas has been 115, 108 for a thousand years. They're going to make you feel like, oh, it's terrible. Who's going to tell us? Let's go to a guy who's an expert at absolutely nothing other than how to keep your calluses off your knees and get Merlot out of your cashmere sweater. I'm still astonished that, that some folks, uh, and, and I, I felt this, I was testifying in Congress yesterday, um, some folks seem to really uh, struggle to let go of the status quo. No, I just like to do what's right, you crooked bastard, even though you're on, on all the inside front-running money schemes. You and Paul Pelosi got a lot of things in common. Well, you got more in common with Kamala Harris. Craig, Mount Greenwood. Oh, hey, Sean. I mean, the slugger, babe. Don't forget, man, you are the slugger, because I don't forget that. Okay. Now, these windmills, this windmill stuff, because you could take the, the cars, the electric cars, aerofars, you could take the solar panels and all the destruction it takes to take and get all the materials for that and what a farce those are, but the windmills, that's the worst of them all. All, all their boondoggles, they take and destroy so much beautiful land and areas and everything. They cost a fortune to do it. It requires materials that are unbelievable, the amount of materials and all that has to be done. They actually do more damage to the earth. Then they're killing all kinds of birds. These people are supposed to be worried about the birds and about, the, uh, about our, um, you know, our uh, environment and keeping everything real nice and pristine. And everything they come up with actually does more destruction. The only thing that's good is nuclear, and they won't do it. Nope. Natural gas is the best. 
or what we have. Oh, We've got an abundance of oil. We've got oceans and oceans. Don't buy the nonsense that we have to change. That's number one. Number two, the windmills had a, had a bright future. There was talk that they were going to be big. Everybody got prospectuses. Everybody read it. There's a major flaw. Without the tax subsidies, they do not break even for 21 years. They have a life expectancy of 20. It's a mathematical impossibility. This is what T. Boone Pickens was pointing out. I got in it. Natural gas was $9. I should have hedged my position. I'm going to you know, tell it all, brother, that I should have hedged my position at that point. Did not because I believe natural gas prices would go up higher. If they did, I would make more money in the wind business. I, I, that seems to argue, you know, we're building wind towers all across Iowa mm-hmm. for wind energy. And people listening to you here must be saying, is Iowa making a big mistake? Are, are energy companies making a big mistake in establishing well, wind yeah, towers in Iowa? I don't, I mean, the PTC, uh, their, their wind deals, they're not, people in Iowa are smart people. And if they're building turbines, and they know what they're going to sell the power for. And if they have a PTC, which we did have, I think, it's, I think it still exists. The tax uh, credit. The tax credit. That's the only way it mathematically turns out. And who provides the tax credit? The working man. The guy who's busting his ass tonight to bring home half his money. Not these inside trading swindlers. I'll be back after this. He will never negotiate his constitutional rights with the government. Live free or die on The Sean Thompson Show on AM 560. The answer. AM 560. The answer. Existential. That's a fun word, isn't it? It's an existential threat. Climate change. We, America, bombing in Somalia, Syria. Yemen, Ukraine, Russia, just to name a few. Are we bombing anything in South America or are we done bombing there? We overthrow anything there through we, we, we send weapons to any of the CIA apparatchiks to overthrow governments. Do we do any of that? No. Existential. When you stop selling that nonsense, I'll start taking you seriously. Not to mention, what about you people? What about you scumbags? The nation's climate czar. Yeah, we have one. John Kerry called out for being an energy hypocrite. Federal data now showing Kerry's massive carbon footprint because his family's gas-guzzling private jet has racked up 48 trips since President Biden was sworn in. John Kerry's family ride has put out more than 300 metric tons of carbon dioxide. I looked it up at the EPA website. That is equivalent to driving 747,000 miles in a gas-fueled vehicle. One- what the hell is he doing 48 trips for the government? Because you're picking up the tab on top of the damage if you use his phony science that he's doing. You're paying for 48 trips for that apple tree that was throwing the apples at Dorothy? You're paying for him to travel around like a man? He's a 1,000 years old. I mean, how old do we have to deal with these people? Let's go to my favorite gargoyle. Chips plus or chips plus plus. Um, <laughs> <laughs> at this point, then, is the uh, idea of um, expanded tax credit also for design? Is that off the table this round? And then, second of all, in either version, do you know if it's paid for completely? Uh, you're going to see the chip. You will ha- see the ch
and uh -huh. you can look at all of it and make your determinations on both of those things. Okay? okay. How much stock did Schumer's wife get? Or his kids that work at Facebook and Google? How much stock did they get in all of the companies? Or is Paul Pelosi, you want me to believe he's the only Democrat? How about uh, Dick Durbin's wife? I mean, I understand that poor thing is very sexually frustrated. She had to look at Dick Durbin naked. She should at least get a stock tip. Scumbags. Joseph in Lake Forest, did your dad ever call you Joey Boy like uh, Biden's dad? No, uh, my mom did sometimes, though. All right, we're going to go with Joseph uh, or Giuseppe when you call me. Uh, Joseph, please. All right, you got it. And then um, I'm 100% for these electric cars that are twice the price of the gas cars, and you can buy uh, a lot of gas with $30,000 yes, as long can. as they dump all the batteries in Washington, D.C. But, jo Joseph, they can't recycle the batteries. And, and, and then the other thing is they only last, have a life expectancy in an average of 26 months. And they're 22,000 to replace them. And that's going on Tesla data, let alone the UAW made job, yeah, they, which will probably have half the lifespan. But if they bury them all inside the city limits of Washington, D.C., I'm all favor, I in love favor the way of you it. Think. I love the yeah. way you think. And that's how my governor in Florida, that's how the governor of Texas felt about illegal aliens. And they, you do get the Democrats to complain, which is fun. But in the meantime, they're going to they're going to tax the hell out of your grandkids and great grandkids you haven't met yet, and that's the part that fries me. And we don't have a climate emergency; we have an idiot emergency in Washington D.C. Joseph in Lake Forest, I absolutely agree with you. And the idea that I would be against it if it works is ridiculous. If it worked, I'd be all for it. But I remember when Tesla came out. I have a I have a daughter who loves them. They're just, Tesla, Tesla. So we went and go to go look at them. The only way that they sell any of them is because they were given, on average, a $14,000 subsidy to buy them. And they don't want you to realize how much it's going to cost you just to change your garage or how much of the money is, is given away by poor people because all of those things right now that are getting for free, the poor people pay for them. They wouldn't sell one car if it wasn't subsidized. Not one. You know how much they make up right now? 4.3%. And that's with all of the government steering consumption into this product. Subsidizing consumption doesn't work. And in fact, what you should do is boycott the idea you'd ever buy one. Mathematically, it doesn't work out. And if you do buy one, it's because you're lured into it by the swindle that you should be offended by. Carlos Hoffman Estates. Listen, Shawnee, uh, climate change is going to be the new reason for mail-in ballots. It's going to be too hot or too cold for them to go outside. <laughs> I love that. I love the way you think, kid. And you're probably right. I mean, don't get me wrong. Joe Biden told us. Secondly, we're in a situation where we have put together, and you guys did, did it for our administration, the President Obama's administration before this. We have put together, I think, the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of American politics. What's harder to believe, that or the ex existential threat that they've been preaching for 70 years and been dead wrong on? 70 years of this same bull dung. 70. Dead wrong. Al Gore, he's been preaching it's going to be the, the, the sky is falling for 25 years. Idiot. John in Portage Park. Yeah, hi, Sean. Uh, right now in my neighborhood in Portage Park, there's a rash of um, catalytic converter uh, thefts. Yeah. 
that and I'm wondering if uh, maybe they could start switching over to electric battery sets. Do you do you know why I like? Why uh, I like yeah. Well, the, first of all, nobody wants to work on those EVs. Secondly, did you see how fast they get those things out? I mean, it's really something to watch. They pop out a catalytic converter in like 48 seconds. Gone, done. Car, they just climb under it, snap it. And do you know why they steal it and why it has why it's worth value? Why it's money? It's got like uh, special chemicals in there or something. Platinum minerals. It's got yeah. platinum in it. If it didn't yeah. have platinum. Nobody'd be stealing it. So ironically, their their economic illiteracy that has driven platinum to record levels is why they're stealing the catalytic converters. And what I also like is that in some Chicago neighborhoods, the insurance companies won't even cover a car anymore. You know what? You live in Chicago? No insurance for you. Oh. Yeah. It's like having a pit bull and a house. You don't get covered. Thank you, John. In fact, Chicago is the pit bull of all to all insurance companies. You just have to put Chicago on your uh information jim in elk grove village thanks for taking my call i just listened to rick scott talking about what's in this chip bill it's a joke not only are they getting money to build the plant then they get a tax deduction and after that they get a tax credit and nowhere in the bill does it say they have to stop doing business in china unbelievable it's it's truly a perfect scam and then think about the municipalities the counties and the states that are giving property tax deductions just for doing it. Yes, and you realize yes. the American people are never going to get their money back. This is how you all buy loyalty. All the tax money lost plus yeah. all the interest we got to pay on the money borrowed. And that's how you buy loyalty. And that's why yeah. good guys will vote Democrat because a lot of guys want in on that investment. I think it's a shame, Jim, and it's never going to change because they understand how to corrupt man. That's what a mafia does. And they are a mafia. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. This is Chicago's morning answer. No, it's not. It's not the morning answer. It's my show. Morning answer has a blonde woman and a very, very sexually frustrated uptight nerd. This show is nothing but fun with the smartest audience. Devin in Gulf Breeze, Florida, is one of those smart people. Hi, Devin. Hey, Sean. Thanks for taking my call. Um, I just wanted to bring up New Confessions of an Economic Hitman. You've talked about it on your show. John Perkins uh, talks about how he swindled and scammed other countries into so much debt over the last 40 years. Um, he writes about the next scam over the next future 40 years, and that is green technology. Yes. Um, he, he says, I'm a swindler. I'm a scam. I'm so sorry I did it. But at the end of the book, he says, go buy electric vehicles. <laughs> go buy wind turbines. Go buy solar panels. He was trying to position you to, to know this is the way the government is going to transform the wealth of the citizen because it will bankrupt the citizen. This, is the, this has been the problem of the American government is that American citizens have been wealthy and they're still thinking like me that these idiots work for me. We're the only country like that. In every other country, it's very established that you are a slave to the government. This is how it's becoming. You can hear it in the language. And there's also another one, The Controlled Demolition of America by Jeff, I think it's, what's, his, what's his name? Jeff, uh, Jeff Berwick, maybe? Controlled Demolition I got one audible credit. I'm getting it right now. 
Brother, you, you will love it. These are very, very important because this is what our economic CIA hitmen have done to other countries. This is why so many other countries are upset with us. This and the fact that we provide the weapons that kill their innocent citizens. You know, like Barack Obama. 90% of his drone strikes. 90 over eight years killed innocent people. How's that for the climate? Anybody mention the climate as we send and, and pay off the bribe to Joe Biden? We send the weapons to the Nazis in Ukraine? We're, we didn't care what the government did when they killed their own people. Nah, we were busy. We were busy. Now, everybody's all paying attention, and we're rooting for the Azovs. Robert in Bloomingdale. Hey, Sean, you know, you were talking earlier on about John Kerry. Yeah. you got to remember, this is guy's heir to the ketchup throne of Heinz. He's too good to uh, fly on commercial planes like the rest of us. This is what I tell my wealthy friends. Do not get married three and four times. You're going to stumble into one of these Heinz, like, what's her name? What's her name? Teresa Heinz? What a Teresa piece Hines. of garbage she is. Never made a dollar. But she yeah. earned it like Kamala Harris earned the vice presidency. And now John Kerry gets to travel around on Heinz money. Well, hey, Who's Sean, another? you know this? You yeah. know something else, too? I just want to conclude with this. If this guy wasn't part of the Heinz family, he'd probably in, in the, he wouldn't be, he'd probably be a please. corner lot sleazy used car salesman. Oh, of course he is. Like, please. He was not part of the Heinz family. Old man Heinz is spinning in the ground like he was hooked up to a Black & Decker now that he realizes his cleaning <laughs> lady is spending his money on this communist. Thank you very much. Rich in Indian Head Park. Hi, Sean. How are you tonight? Wonderful. How are you? Listen, Sean, the way I, the way I look at things is uh, the Democrats aren't hiding anything anymore. The more the gas prices go up, um, even though they say they want, want them to come down, uh, the more the American people suffer, the more it benefits their new Green Deal. Look at what uh, the judge said uh, the other day. The yeah. more pain that the American people suffer, the more uh, the more it benefits their uh, push Rich. towards electric vehicles and climate change. They got us right where so, they I want mean, us, uh, in the corner, yeah, with but I no hope rights. The American people see this. I hope so, Rich. But then again, there's still Democrats. They're still running, and that's what it's really all about, fascism. We'll be back after this. He's Sean Thompson. Hello, Mr. Thompson. And this is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. I stumbled onto my next guest. It's got to be almost 20 years ago, if not that, when I was at the Mercantile Exchange researching markets. But I recognized right away he was more than just a prognosticator for markets. He was somebody who was using the principles of Americanism to defend the idea of the Enlightenment. He has since gone on to be the founder and director of Trends Research Institute, the publisher of Weekly Trends Journal magazine. He's all over YouTube. I don't know how he stays on. I've been kicked off, but he's still on, and thank God for it, because he is a warrior for not just Americanism, but for true peace and prosperity. He's got an event coming up. His name is Gerald Salente. As always, my friend, thank you for joining me. Oh, thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. You know, and I was watching, because I watch your, your channel. I subscribe to it, and I love it. 
and I love what you do. And um, you say a word that we don't hear anymore. Peace. You don't hear the war, the word peace anymore. You hear war. You hear support. You hear sending weapons. You hear sending troops to Somalia. You don't hear much about all the other hotspots we're in, but you don't hear about this idea that we can achieve peace only if we honor the principles that uh, they're based on, though. Yeah, and the principles uh, that, that I believe in that Washington, this Washington uh, despises, is what George Washington pronounced with his Declaration of Independence. Uh, excuse me, with his uh, uh, with his uh, farewell address. Yeah, he said no foreign entanglements. What's going on in Europe? He said is that's the worst place to get involved in. It's none of our business. We're Americans. You don't like a country, you don't hate a country. We're, we're, our only country is America. And then they started making up this, this with this murderer. The, the, the guy that just destroyed so much of America in so many ways, <laughs> Woodrow Wilson. A clown of a nothing. You know what I say? Harvard, Princeton, Yale, bullets, bombs, and banks. Yeah. This was the president of Princeton. This is the guy that got us into World War One. I'm a Yankee Doodle Dandy. Yeah, a Yankee Doodle Do or Die. Oh, wonderful! Isn't that great? What What, what are we going over there? Oh, you know they shot the Archduke Ferdinand over there in Sarajevo. We got to go over there. We didn't get involved in any of this before. Oh, this is the same guy, the same low life that gave us the Federal Reserve, as federal as Federal Express. Yeah. The bankster bandits. Hey, did you see what happened? Oh, oh, uh, J.P. Morgan Chase. You go to uh, a great website, Wall Street on Parade. Convicted, convicted of four felonies. Yeah. Little Jamie Dimon doesn't go to jail. Oh, they rigged the precious metals market. Oh, oh, that's not. A, it's a fact. They were only fined nine hundred million dollars, while people lost fortunes and lively and life savings. Well, they rigged the markets. Going back to Woodrow Wilson, where we are, where we're going, and what's happening. This is the guy that gave us the Federal Reserve, private bankers. Oh, this is the same Woodrow Wilson that gave us taxes. Aren't they great? Aren't federal taxes great? Well, they Tell me manipulate. one thing the federal government has done that has helped us. They started at 1%. One percent, yeah. and they're going to quit after a couple of years. Oh, but now the war's going on, and it just keeps going. So what we're doing is we're, we, we've had enough of this federalization of our lives and taking us to war to enrich, as Dwight D. Eisenhower, five-star general, supreme commander of the Allied forces, not like these little boys playing, you know, general, a real man, farewell address, January... 17th, 1961, the military-industrial complex is robbing the nation of the genius of the scientists, the sweat of the labors, and the future of the children. And here we are, they're just passing now an $850 billion military budget. Yeah, and today, uh, Chuck Schumer was talking about reconciliation. This is another boondoggle that was uh, passed in 1974 that gets to circumvent the filibuster. They're going to enrich their friends, and they're going to wrap it in the climate change boondoggle. And they really, you know, I, I love your history because you were in politics. 
You know the you know the 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 way it was the schematics were made and the way the money laundering scheme works. So when you see what's happening, even though there's this dimwit in diapers that's pretending to be president, it's fascinating how they have flanked not just Wall Street but America itself. They have you in a two front boondoggle. Global warming and the military industrial complex as we are now sending weapons to the tornado and Azov battalions that are left in Ukraine and money as their lobbyists have tripled in Ukraine. They come back here and they bribe politicians to keep the stream on and they tie it all in with global warming at the same time that we're blowing up Ukraine, Russia, Somalia, Syria, Yemen and the rest of it. You almost have to be in awe of it. it, it we, we have mentally ill people in charge. People better grow up and stop calling this a government. It's a crime syndicate. They're yeah. murderers and thieves. You're just a piece of garbage. Hey, but those banks, they're too big to fail. Oh, you want them into the dirty derivative scandal, scams and, and the subprime mortgages? Yeah, 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 but we made our money and we lost it. Now we need it back. No. And, no. And, see, and murderers. I want that guy Qaddafi out of there. Oh, no, Salenti, you have to say it proper like Obama would do it. <laughs> folks, you know, folks, he's always folking us. You yeah. know, folks. Yeah, you we know, got folk, we, all right. Yeah, yeah, we, gotta, we have to bring freedom and democracy to Libya. That, that man, uh, 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 Qaddafi, has to go. It's only the richest country in Africa. Oh, and we're not going there for their oil. No, no, no. We're going there because... The major export, like in Iraq and Syria, where the United States is in eastern Syria, it's broccoli. We don't care about the oil. So I, another thing that I find fascinating, Gerald, you've been around the money business. I watched you. How, I mean, I, I can't remember if it was the 2000 bubble you predicted or 2008, but I stumbled onto you around that time. Okay? And you correctly identified the problem, and you correctly called the collapse. Was that 2000 or 2000? I know you got 2008. I made my name when I called the 1987 stock market crash. Okay. The Wall okay. Street Journal covered it. In those days, you sent out press releases. By That's people. the year I started on the floor. I got my job in 1987, two weeks before the crash. So I've yeah. been hearing you and paying attention to you. You're probably one of the more sophisticated analysts of markets that is out there. I put you in the category of, of, of the greats. Have you ever, ever put a million-dollar play on an option for a stock? No. I, I, the only thing I ever did, and I'm not good at playing the markets, what I did from the very beginning when I quit my job when I was into the political system is I started when, when the, I'll tell you exactly what happened, the Iranian conflict was going on. And Americans didn't have a clue of how, again, it's all about money. Uh, the United States overthrew the democratically elected government of, of um, oh, I forgot his name, um, in, Iran? In, you, in, oh, in Iran. Yeah. What was his name? That was in uh, Mossadegh. Mossadegh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and what happened was Mossadegh had the nerve to say that, no, the oil belongs to us, not standard oil or, or uh, Anglo-Iranian oil, better known today as BP. And the United States launched a coup, a coup with Kermit Roosevelt, Theodore Roosevelt's grandson, and uh, the MI6 out of the U.K. It only came out in 2017, and the only papers to print it were the Financial Times of Churchill saying, we need that oil, we want that oil, we're going to take that oil, and how they, they overthrew the coup. So anyway, when the, when the revolution happened in 79, 
and everybody followed the, the mainstream and believed what they were being told to hate Iran, I said to myself, what's going to happen to golden oil prices? Yeah. So I started playing the futures market. Right. And in those days, in the, in, the, in the late 70s, very few people were playing them. I, did, I was a young guy. You know, I'm like 30 years, 32 years old. Sure. And uh, I, I turned a $5,000 bet into almost three-quarters of a million. Beautiful. And, that, and that's when I quit my, quit my job. I've got a friend of mine. I, I was a clerk, and I taught him how to arb. He now runs a hedge fund All right, in Boston, big hedge fund guy. Talking to him the other day. How many times do you think these masters of Wall Street put on a million-dollar play on one stock, yet Paul Pelosi does it every other quarter yeah, only when go. his wife is going to launch a thing. This is the part that fries me, Gerald, because it, this it, is it, open and notorious where kings and masters of Wall Street wouldn't even do this. This yep. guy does it on a regular basis, and he bats a 1,000. That's it. Game over. It's corrupted. How do we make it stop? You have this event coming up. Tell the people, because my people will drive, baby. I'll tell them, but you know, the other thing, George Carlin said it, it's one big club and you ain't in it. Yeah. And as I said, Harvard, Princeton, Yale, bullets, bombs, and banks, and this isn't a government, it's a crime syndicate. And Pelosi's husband proves it. And they're all doing it. You know, many of them do it. We're well, having an event. Industry now. they got the green movement. It's an entire new industry. Yep. The market yep. is a baby. They're going to get in the ground floor. They're going to subsidize it. The, yep. the, the, my guys who work two and three jobs right now who are listening to us, yep. when they get their tax bill, they're the, they're the suckers paying it. And I can't stand the idea that this drunk married to the saggy speaker is worth $500 million. I had enough of it. it, it yeah, it's, it's a joke. It's so a, we it's gotta make a it sick stop. joke. We're going to make it stop. You've got four corners there. We have where everything was founded. Four corners of freedom. Yep, it's, it's Kingston, New York. It's, this is the first capital of New York State, the third Dutch settlement. And I own three buildings on this corner, a 1750, 1763, and a 1774, and then there's the museum that's 1681. The seeds of democracy were sown here. Over 70% of America's Constitution came from the Constitution that was written for New York State at this location. And we're going to have Judge Andrew Napolitano, Scott Ritter, Gary Noll, Phil Giraldi, the former CIA agent who said it was a lie that Saddam Hussein had weapons of mass destruction ties to al-Qaeda, and quit the CIA and we're going to have the hot damn band. We're having music, but we're moving. We're, ha we're pushing a peace movement. And the peace movement is very simple. Bring home all the troops. You don't have to be overseas anymore. Secure the homeland with them. Put them to work rebuilding our third world infrastructure. $60 billion was sent almost already to, to Ukraine since the war began in February. And... You want to go to war? Let the people vote. Let the people vote. That's what anything. the movement of Occupy Peace is. OccupyPeace.com, all the information's there. We're pushing for peace, and we're not going to stop. It's something you don't hear any elected politician with power discuss. This idea that we are in World War III, whether we want to admit it or not, that we are, we are suffering from the financial ills of numerous false wars that we're in is something that very few people talk so the idea that you got a cia agent to come on and tell you about the problems i think that's absolutely wonderful and i have to believe there are still maybe maybe five or six good ones left is anybody on to the idea that joe biden has been bribed by the by the ukrainian oligarch Komo, komoisky igor komoisky 
And this is who we're giving the $60 billion worth? How do you triple the amount of lobbyists? You come back and nobody raises an eyebrow? They're obviously bribing our politicians with our very money. Not to mention, why isn't anyone talking to, to Putin and say, what the hell do you want? He went to Iran today. He's in Iran. And nobody could say, let's make this stop. What do you want to do here? I find it to be ridiculous. I think this is completely intentional. Moreover, I think it's a payoff of the bribe that the Ukrainian uh, oligarch had been giving Biden for the last decade. It's a payoff. Well, look, look at his son. Look at Hunter Biden. You know, we write about in a magazine, the Trends Journal, when the United States overthrew the democratically elected government of Viktor Yanukovych in, in 2014. And then all of a sudden, you have uh, another arrogant little, arrogant little boy with an attitude, John Kerry. You know, again, it's one big club, another daddy's boy. Oh, he marries uh, the Hines, uh, Christopher Hines, uh, it's, it's, it's his stepson. Him, uh, uh, Hunter Biden, all of a sudden get a deal with Burisma Energy, and he makes well, three million bucks. And Burisma is what is really owned by this Igor Kolomoisky. This is a this is the biggest, baddest oligarch in Ukraine. This comedian is a front for him. He owns the movie station that had his comedy show on that did his movie. I mean, this is this is provable stuff. But does the truth matter anymore, Gerald? You've been around a long time, brother. At well, least I, you the, know, it, you know what it is. Everybody knows. Everybody knows every baseball player. Their batting average, where the teams are, and they don't have a clue what's going on. But at and least in the old days, you know, the government hid Rich, the corruption. They're just out in the open now. It, it's, it's always been like that. You know, my father may rest in peace. I get upset and he say to me, son, take it easy. People have little minds. But yeah. it does not take a majority to prevail, but rather an irate, tireless minority, keen on setting brush fires of freedom in the minds of men, said Samuel Adams. And that's where we're at. I love it. Sean, we are at that time. We have to unite for peace. World War III's begun. They're not going to make it official until there's like a nuclear explosion or some other catastrophic event. If you, I asked you, I said, listen, man, give me some guns and money. I want to go blow this guy's brains out. Would you be an accessory to the crime? Of course not. Of course not. No, I wouldn't. So that's and, uh, what America is. We are at war with Russia. Can you imagine Russia giving the Iraqis all these weapons to fight Bush's war? Could you imagine if they were giving to give to fight Obama's war in Libya? And, how about you know, if, if they had chemical plants in Mexico? What, yeah. would, what would our politics look like if we find out that uh, Russia has, has, has over 20 chemical plants in Mexico, they're funding them, and they tell us, mind your own business, it's nothing to worry about. This and is how the about problem, China, people don't get that side. And how about China with missiles up in Canada aiming at America? Yeah. Oh, yeah, and wouldn't it be wonderful with all the Chinese and all the Russians on the West Coast and the Chinese on the East Coast, 14 miles off our coasts, and doing military maneuvers? Oh, we would love that. Oh, no, but it's okay for America to do it. These people are dishonorable to our founding fathers. They are criminals to the Constitution, the Declaration of Independence, and what this country was founded upon. And anybody that wants to go fight, put on your military drag, take your gun, go take your money, and go fight. It's not my war. Go do what you want to do. You are destroying our nation and robbing us. I'd rather go to Occupy Peace and Freedom, and it's going to be this weekend. And if they can't make it, can they log on and listen to the speeches? 
absolutely will be live-streamed on Occupy Peace on the Gerald Salenti channel and Freedom, Peace, and Justice channel. Brother, you are a warrior for Americanism. That's why I love having you on. I love what you do. If you ever have anything going, you call me. I will be more than happy. Thank you. I'm Thank mad you. I can't Thank go. You. I got a family thing. I got to go get a kid. If I didn't, I'd be there with you. Thank you very Thank much, you brother. Thank you so much, John. Thank you. Gerald Salante. Thank you. We'll be back after this. Broadcasting from the Petri dish of corruption known as the state of Illinois. In the upper Midwest, the nation, and around the world. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Another thing I like is not only is uh, are these European countries going back to organic fuel, organic oil, organic natural gas. At the same time, the American Democrat mafia is hamstringing Americans. They're making a lot of money in the old-fashioned energy. Did you ever hear of a guy by the name of Amos Hochstein? That's a rough moniker. Amos Hochstein. His parents had a sense of humor. A former U.S. State Department official said he is stepping down from the supervisory board of Ukraine state-owned gas company. Here's an American. Hmm. He used to work for Obama, if memory serves me correct. Uh, concerns about a slowdown in reform and the creeping corruption scandal. Amos Hochstein, who served as the U.S. Special Envoy for International Energy Affairs during the former Barack Obama's administration, made an announcement in an October 12, 2020 opinion piece in the Kiev Post. All turns back to Ukrainian energy. He singled out a Ukrainian government deal to import liquefied natural gas from a little-known American company and the name of one of his executives to the supervisory board. Seems to be a got a lot of influence in the Ukrainian energy business, doesn't he? He also said there have been unfounded allegations leveled against the company as it seeks to reform the national energy industry. Huh. You know what he does now? He is this idiot, Dementia Joe. He is the Presidential Energy Council. Huh. And he also has some advice for you. So it's about making a choice between what is the short term and the medium term so that we can make sure we have enough oil and gas to support us through the transition. And what are the kind of steps that we don't want the oil and gas industry to take that would have long-term consequences when we don't want uh, new major projects that would take 20, 30 years to, to become profitable. So we have to make that differentiation to make sure that the American consumer has what it needs to grow, to gl- grow our economy and the global economy, but not take steps and endanger the climate uh, work that we're trying. Uh, he was worried about the new government entity before, you know, before World War III that was targeting the Zelensky campaign. Although it promised to run on a platform of fighting corruption, it had been linked to Igor Kolomoisky. Wow. There's that name. Igor Kolomoisky. Amos Hochstein. What else? Got any more advice for us as you're a broker? for natural gas to Ukraine. Any more advice on the Green New Deal? I want to create more incentives for more investments, not in coal-fired power plants, but into that energy future. And Joe, you know as well as I do, follow the money. Where are we going to be in 2030 and beyond is going to be more on renewables and more on electric vehicles. I'm not saying transit. Something tells me, Amos Hochstein, 
you're taking the money you made by brokering the real energy to Ukraine, and you're buying swindling the Americans into green energy. And when it's all said and done, you know what your crooked ass is going to end up doing? You're going to end up living seaside because the oceans are rising like every other Democrat swindler scum, starting with your old boss, Barack Obama, who likes big butts and he cannot lie. Kevin, Austin, Texas. <laughs> Caught me off guard there. Um, you, anytime so I could Cohen. slip in a Michelle joke. I don't know how dim <laughs> the dimmer switch has to be till you can look away from that thing she calls a face. But, you know, I mean, there are some other attributes. Go ahead. So I listened to Gerald Salani. I first heard him uh, in, like, late 90s, right? He had this book called Trends 2000. Yeah. Uh, you probably looked at it. I realize that you and I are around the same age. I'm wondering if the, you and I are, are, pa- are cross paths at Gossage Grill. Did you ever go to Gossage Grill two oh in the morning? Only like when that? I was. Well, I had. I, I liked the girls in Elmwood Park. See, the guys in, in Melrose Park didn't commingle a lot in Elmwood Park. You'd end up getting punched in the forehead. Not until I became friends with all those guys. And you go to Gossage, you end up in a massive fight. I was more of the uh, the grill with Ma Brown Harlow Grill. Oh. On North I think you go to Gossage Grill and try to pick yeah. up one of the River Forest or Oak Park girls that go there. Yeah, yeah. no, they, I, I never liked the Irish girls. Uh, I used to tell them, uh, Ma Brown, give me a bowl of slop, piece of cheese on it, and a slider. That's how you ordered in Melrose Park. But go ahead. Oh, it's, it's, it's like uh, going to Johnny's and running through the garden. Anyhow, yeah. <laughs> the uh, Gerald Salante, I love what he talked about. He said it only takes an irate majority to get something changed. And if there are enough irate people that listen to you, they get involved in Bailey's uh, campaign. They can help him get elected. I'm not saying they got to give him any money or anything like that for a little bit of time to get Bailey in. At least that'll pierce the bubble a little bit. It's not going to change everything, but it's a, it's a, it's a step I, in the right I, direction. I think, I think you're 100% right. And then you know what happened to me today down here in beautiful southwest Florida? Here comes these three. They look like movers. Or they look like a, a city of Chicago streets and sand family. And there were women. They're five all of them and enormous. One guy enormous. Them. And they all had on the mask here in Florida, where you have never had to put on that, that diaper. And they sit down, and sure enough, they're Chicagoans. And they're all excited about voting for this fat bastard Pritzker. I hope he's all right. I hope he fends it off. I said, listen, ladies, he's got a downside. And I'm sure you, you, can, you can relate. He's morbidly obese, and I paid my check and was thankful that I didn't pay their check because it would have been cheaper to take them to Nordstrom's. Go ahead. Well, it's amazing. You know, it's it's a better time than ever. I just saw something that people, Democrats, Biden's up right out with Democrats. More people, Democrats, don't like him than like him. Oh, they would vote for him. 92% say they'd vote for him again if he was running against Trump. I I rate minority. People who listen to you who laugh and nod and say, absolutely, Sean, if they get involved, call Bailey's, go to his website, just yeah. give a little bit of time. I love to see him win. Uh, I, let's too. just say I'm not, I'm not going to refurbish my house, planning on moving back. Thank what? you very much, Kevin. Mike, on the south side. Hey, Sean, how are you? Very good. How are you, buddy? Good. I listen to the show all the time, and I like because you put the truth out there, and I really liked a lot of the things Jerry says, Gerald. Yeah. Uh, you don't hear what you talk about on the radio too much, but I just wanted to point you to a book called The Secret of the Balkans by Charles Vopika, and he's a South uh, he's a Southsider. 
He's really? from outside of Prague, and he was the ambassador to Serbia, Bulgaria, and Romania under President Wilson, who Gerald referred to, and that's fine. Uh, Americans are so ignorant to the nuances of the former Soviet Union and all of what transpired and all of what goes on. We just pick, it's like a sports team. Ooh, just get all excited. Everybody vote for the Ukrainians, of which I was doing for seven years as their government was killing them. You can't find one person that wants to talk about the seven-year civil war where the Ukrainian oligarch corrupted government was actually killing Ukrainian citizens. Nobody talks about it. Oh, they yeah. talk about it like it was peaceful, Definitely. like the people were getting a fair deal. As these oligarchs cut up the main supply of energy to the country, along with food, and held their own people captive. And now i got to listen to moron Democrats who were dumb enough to vote for this political whore, Joe Biden. Tell me what right from wrong is in Ukraine. They're too stupid to even talk as far as I'm concerned. Thank you very yeah, much. Yeah, definitely. I, I just want to point you to the forward. It's a short little passage in the book, Secrets of the Balkans, and it talks about the World War because it was the first one. He wrote it in two, uh, 1920 after spending eight years over there as the ambassador. He spent time in Russia, Germany, everywhere with all the people that were, you know, back then there weren't countries, they were all kingdoms. And he, yeah. he learned a lot of secrets from a lot of trusted people. And just read the foreword. It talks about a monstrous crime to take over the political and uh, commercial supremacy of the world, and they'll stop it. No, no. They, it no looks like they work. It looks like it worked, Mike. Thank you very much for the call. Secrets of the Balkans. I will definitely look it up. In the meantime, I like to enjoy. I think they call it Schadenfreude, as we watch these stupid, corrupt, incompetent Democrats complain about policies. They support. Let's go to the New York scum, Eric Adams, who at least is dressed like he's successful, although he is a complete and utter failure. This is a real burden on New Yorkers as we're trying to do the right thing. What is? Uh, we already, as I stated, we already have an overburdened shelter system. So now we're talking about, as you stated, food, clothing, school. This is going to impact our problem, uh, our schools because yeah. we do not turn away what? individuals because they're undocumented. Uh, oh. Translation services. There's just a whole host of things that this is going to produce, and that's why we need we need help and getting You're this talking done. You're talking about the border to make it happen. that are shipping their illegal aliens to the Democrat sewers. You're a sanctuary state. You're a sanctuary city. Come on, Eric. I mean, after all, Mayorkas told you. Is the border safe? Now I was watching a news channel, and they were talking about an invasion was happening, and I got a little concerned. Look. <laughs> um, the, border, the border is secure. Uh-huh. The border, um, we are working to make the border more secure. That uh-huh. has been a historic challenge. <laughs> the unusually bald Cuban. Ironically promoting communism while his family fled Fidel Castro. Now he supports American communism, and it's all based on the same thing he just did. Lie with a straight face. That's what Democrats are. Liars. 312-642-5600. Call Sean now. 312-642-5600. AM560. The answer. I like big butts and I cannot lie. There it is. You other brothers can't deny. You get I don't know why they didn't play it every time Michelle Obama came. 
I honestly have no idea. Might as well have fun with it. And then we could always rely. I wasn't going to play this, but I, I, I find it fascinating. Here she is, displaying all of her qualities, exactly how she got her. You know, an assault weapon, huh? like many things, there's a design. There's a purposeful design. Well, for the assault weapon, the design is to kill uh-huh. a lot uh-huh. of human beings quickly. Did, did you explain that when you sent them all around the world? And so there is a lot at stake. We cannot wait for Congress to act. Congress must act. But also we cannot wait for Congress to act. You are made of stupid. That wasn't me. I think that, to be very honest with you, I, I do believe that we should have rightly believed, but we certainly believe that certain issues are just settled. Uh-huh. Certain issues are just settled. Clearly we're not. No, that's right. And that's why I do believe that we are living, sadly, in um, real unsettled times. Brilliant. I oh, say we God. put her in. Why, she can't do worse than this guy. And at least the upholstery will be dry. Well, I hope so. Mike Schomburg. Yeah, hi, Sean. Listen, there was a, a story a few uh, years back about the president of Ukraine who had absconded uh, the Ukrainian bank. Yeah, the guy that looked the at, like Wayne Newton. The guy that Manafort yeah, he, was yeah, in bed with. Yeah, he absconded with like $5 billion of depositors' money, and they, they, they determined they were buying up real estate in small towns all over the country, and one of them happened to be the old Harvard plant in, in Harvard, Illinois, the Motorola plant there. Really? $100 million facility they bought for $16 million. I caught my eye because I grew up in the northwest suburbs. I'm like, oh, my God. My wife worked for Motorola. A lot of people did. Sure. Motorola was a great company. Yeah, they're they're laundering that money out of Ukraine through a lot of small real estate deals that are defunct in small towns. They're Starve for cash. I'll do anything to get that. And Mike, do you think it's a coincidence that it's in a Democrat sewer-controlled state? I don't think so, Mike. I don't believe in. I don't believe in coincidences. Now you know what you do. You after you secure it on the downside, you have Alexi Janulius's family bank finance it out at seven times the price and then default. Winner, winner, and all the people pay for it. The Chicago, Illinois Democrat Mafia way. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. My next guest has over 25 years' experience in the immigration and homeland security arena. She's twice worked at the Department of Homeland Security on management and immigration policy and operation issues. Most recently as the director, as the acting deputy chief of staff. And now, right now, she is the director of Border Security and Immigration Center at the Heritage Foundation. Laura Reese, thank you so much for joining me. I appreciate it. Oh, well, thanks for having me on. 
It's been very difficult to quantify the ramifications of the, the failures in our immigration system. I personally am somebody who is for open immigration, but I still want to know who everybody is and make sure we are not turning our border into a fentanyl expressway, which is the way it feels, especially if you have to do the news in the city of Chicago and in other uh, big cities where there are devastating ramifications. And I don't know how to quantify just the criminal activity from the border, let alone the economic. Can you help me with this? Well, every uh, state and more and more every city is starting to feel this, and particularly with respect to fentanyl. And, and for each young person that, we, that is dying from fentanyl, the parents and others need to understand that odds are very high that fentanyl crossed the southern border, which is open. And so one number is 107,000 Americans died from overdose last year, a new record. And um, Americans, it's very important that Americans understand and be yelling at this White House and this administration to stop the fentanyl means securing the border. Laura, before fentanyl, you know, because really it's not something we dealt with 10 years ago, but we were dealing with MS-13. We were dealing with the Sinaloa cartel as El Chapo had his had a hub in Chicago. This is where his kids were born and raised. This is something we've been facing for decades, yet the number never seems to move. It's always that same 13 million, 12 million, 13 million. Do we really even know what the number is? Because by my estimation, by my own age, I figure we're at about 30 million. Yeah, the number, you're right. The number that has been thrown around for many years has been around 11 million. Now, I've also seen another report, a study from... Uh, MIT and other places that pegged it at about 22 million a few years ago. What we do know just from Customs and Border Protection numbers since Biden has been in office is that uh, over 2 million people have been uh, apprehended at the border, and most of those are being let into the U.S. So let's just say the 11 million is correct. Not that you or I believe that number. Uh, this president is on a trajectory to nearly double that. We have another, I mean, it, it, it's hard to get off this issue, and I don't want to just put it aside, but we have another serious, serious issue. And this is the massive economic toll that this has taken on Americans, because there is a certain benefit to having complete anonymity. You can go into hospitals. You can create havoc in, in, in finance. You can have a false social security card. You can receive benefits after not putting into the system. And it, this is the common theme in all of these Democrat strong hubs that have declared themselves to nullify federal law by calling themselves sanctuary cities. Are the people in these communities getting sick of it? Well, they are. And every time there's a crime by someone who's not supposed to be here, people realize that that crime shouldn't have happened and could have been avoided if illegal immigration was prevented in the first place. Many left leftists tout themselves and pat themselves on the back for being a sanctuary city, a sanctuary state. It's a feel-good gesture. And yet they are of this don't ask, don't tell policy, which is very dangerous. If, if you recall, one of the main reasons there are factors leading up to 9-11 was the prohibition of sharing information between law enforcement um, agencies and intelligence. And, and yet that's exactly what we're back to, is leaders 
telling agencies do not share immigration or criminal um, information with law, uh, federal law enforcement. It's very dangerous. Throughout history, what we've been seeing is a certain demonization of Mexico and Mexicans. This is not really the bulk, as right now we have illegal immigrants from all over the world. In fact, <clears throat> what's the number of how many people have been caught on the terrorist list? Yeah, well, the administration's admitted to about 50, but we got to, you know, if, if you have over 800,000 gotaways, how many more known or suspected terrorists are in that group? So it's it's well north of 50. Now, a lot of these people that work on the border are people who love this country and people who want to do the job, yet they're being hamstrung from their own management. Has this ever happened to this extent? I mean, you worked there for a long time, and we know it was bad in the Obama years, but just to look at the numbers, they pale in comparison to today, don't they? You know, I, I met with uh, Tom Holman during transition uh, from the Obama administration to the Trump administration. And he was really run down at that point by what uh, the policies that President Obama had brought. But he will tell you that he that was nothing compared to what the agents are facing now. You have a lot of early retirements, resignations. Uh, I mean, morale just could not get any lower. You know, it's interesting. Um, in Chicago, the only commodity that is not uh, subject to high inflation is, in fact, drugs. We know that these drugs come from one area, specifically that they're, they're flooding our border. At what point do we start to look into collusion between politicians and um, cartels? I, I, I can't imagine this is something politicians can't solve, yet they seem to be completely incompetent. They throw their arms up. Nobody wants to do anything. And the conclusion I've come to is because it is benefiting specifically one party. You see as uh, New York right now wants to have illegal aliens capable to vote in local and state elections. Uh is there anything law-abiding people can do other than move from these areas? Well, for the first part of your question, um, the, the cartels have operational control of the border. So you have to imagine there's politicians at the state and local level down there who, who could be bought off. Also, with fentanyl, the ingredients are coming from China. And we know that the Chinese Communist Party um, is all too willing to bribe uh, political leaders at all levels, state, local, federal. Um, so there are a lot of uh, bad forces at play here, um, and it just facilitates the, the awful circumstances that we're seeing. Uh, what can Americans do about it? They need to be consistently and fervently loud to their representatives at all levels. Um, they're members of Congress. We have an election coming up. Uh, this, they need to... Um, express how important this is and remind leaders that their number one job is to protect Americans and to protect this country. What I'm astonished at is the material that was purchased by the Trump administration. My understanding is we have tens of millions, if not hundreds of millions of dollars in material just laying there. Can we not force our government to follow through with what we the people have already paid for? And are there not companies that had contracts how does it work, the internal workings? Homeland Security is directly involved with that, is it not? Yes. So some of the materials I believe Texas has purchased uh, for Texas to build wall along its border. 
Uh, but it, it isn't all the materials, to be sure. And, yes, we are losing billions of dollars uh, by not fulfilling the contracts that were in place uh, before Trump left office. Um, so it is an utter waste of American tax dollars. But, unfortunately, it's just one tiny slice of the um, – complete garbage uh, can that that this administration is spending, whether it is health care for illegal aliens or housing, um, language services, the grant money that is going out to NGOs, uh, which are allies of the left. Um, we don't even know the total amounts because the administration has not been transparent about it. But um, when the, the we get a good feel for what the total numbers are, um, People are going to be astonished at the waste. You know what's what's despicable is this organization. I remember when it was created, right? Department of Homeland Security was under George W. Bush. It was supposed to be not politicized. It was supposed to secure the homeland. I believe that there probably are some people that still want to do that. When these bureaucracies become politicized, what's the most logical, peaceful resource or recourse that the people have. How can we fix this? Because there are good people working in it. We see the border agents. We saw the trial that that happened when they were accused of whipping and and the rest of it. Is it just subject to whoever is in office and they could put their bureaucrats in? I mean, are there no standards in the country of law anymore? I don't understand how this is allowed to operate as an arm of the Biden administration. I worked in the Justice Department at the beginning of my career, and it was a very large, bloated bureaucracy. I also worked at the Department of Homeland Security when it stood up, and it was much smaller and very scrappy. I mean, our motto literally was do whatever it takes. I left, and when I came back uh, in 2017, I was astonished and very disappointed at how quickly the department had um, grown and become so bloated and bureaucratic to resemble the Justice Department. And this is where Congress has to take back its authority and defund many parts of the, not just the Department of Homeland Security, but other agencies throughout the federal government. I've always thought that there should be training facilities for law enforcement, for the Border Patrol, for the military set up along the border. It only makes sense to me. I think we should have law enforcement agencies, training facilities for our military, and prisons has there ever been any attempt to secure the border with anything but a wall? Well, the uh, National Guard has been has been brought to the border by various presidents now for many years. It's it's, it's become the rule rather than the exception. Now, the the training occurs. Some training uh, occurs along the border once the National Guard shows up. Um, but many of these agencies have their own training centers all over the country. Um, so it can be rather fragmented. I, what is the what is the quality of life? Because there are there is private property on the border. I've seen yep. that Texas has taken their own um, initiative and worked with private landowners to come up with solutions. It seems to be re, uh, turning out results as the governor of Texas Abbott is bussing illegal aliens to Democrat strongholds, which the Schadenfreude in me loves. Isn't that maybe the way is to partner with private landowners and give them the help they need? Yeah, the the landowners are completely frustrated and and frightened. Um, The illegal activity and the threats 
uh, by the cartels and smugglers uh, on their property at night, um, you know, dangerous to their livestock, et cetera. Um, it's, they're completely frustrated and, and sick of this. And so Governor Abbott from Texas has done quite a bit um, in terms of arresting illegal aliens for state crimes that are being committed uh, and uh, prosecuting them that way. But really, unfortunately, it's just a speed bump for many of these aliens, and they continue on their way north. Now, busting them to D.C., in one sense, achieves the same result as just CBP turning them over to a to an NGO who then buses or flies them to some point north anyway. But it is very ironic and nimby-ish of D.C. Mayor Bowser and New York Mayor to say, wait a minute, uh, too many are coming to our cities. Federal government do something about this. And both of those cities are sanctuary cities, by the way. Yeah, I love it. Here in, uh, I, I, I spent a lot of time in Florida, and DeSantis um, sends the illegal aliens that fly in here and are brought here by the government. There's a private partnership with, with the DeSantis administration, and they fly, them, fly the illegal aliens to Delaware. And uh, I, it, it has drastically reduced the amount of planes have we been given the numbers of what the costs are just for the, to the American people in transporting illegal aliens, just that alone? No, no. The, uh, the government has been very opaque about all of this. And it, it warrants, if, you know, we had some more real journalists that did investigative journalism. Uh, this would be an area rich for uh, work to do. Uh, but we also need real oversight by Congress to dig into this. Uh, and right now, with the Democratic uh, House and Senate, they're not going to do oversight on their own party. So uh, assuming that at least the House flips, you know, come January, we'll start seeing a lot more oversight into this. Laura, I hope so. I just uh, know what it's going to look like in New York and New Jersey and Chicago and the Democrat strongholds, because the illegal aliens will be permitted to vote. There is very little in, in, in terms of voter integrity in these areas, and these are the strongholds that are tearing down the rest of the country. But the good news is there are organizations like the Heritage Foundation that employ people that are in the know, have worked, and know the failures from the inside. Laura Reese is one of those people. Thank you so much for joining me. Please come back. Thank you for having me. We'll be back with your calls and comments after this. This is the Sean Thompson Show, where Democrats are always wrong, Republicans are seldom right, and politicians are never, ever to be trusted. On AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. I'm not ready to give up the conversation on the massive, massive problems from the border. It's not an immigration issue of, of standards. I'm for immigration of standards. I'm for helping people that are fleeing corrupt governments, even though they're coming to one. I'm for people because I believe those people who flee corrupt political governments like the Democrats here in America, I think they'll be the best citizens. I absolutely unequivocally do. But what we must get a hold of is the devastation by the fentanyl expressway that our border has become. Heroin is at 1972 prices. How is it inflation-proof? Because it is unfettered. That is the problem we face. Senator Hawley, 
I thought had a very interesting exchange. Senator Hawley, you're recognized for your questions. Thank you very much, Mr. Chairman. Thanks to all the witnesses for being here. Uh, Mr. Rascott, if I could start with you, I want to ask you about one of the most potent drugs that is crossing our border and is flooding into my state and unfortunately just about every state in the country, and that's fentanyl. In 2021, CBP sees more than 10,000 pounds of fentanyl. In Missouri, where I am from, fentanyl seizures are up 204 percent. Uh, between 2020 and 2021, about 80,000 people between 18 and 45 died of fentanyl overdoses, and the number of Missourians who have overdosed on uh, fentanyl or related opioids has risen 40 percent just in the last two years. A number of members of Congress have called for designating fentanyl as a weapon of mass destruction. I'm just looking at the list here. Senator Markey has talked about it. Congressman Ryan from Ohio has talked about it. If you have to go through a parliamentary procedure to recognize that this specific drug, specific drug, has now become the number one killer of people in this country, 18 to 45, do whatever you need to do to make it stop. Because your child, most of you are parents, most of you are grandparents, your grandchild has a better chance of dying from fentanyl than COVID. It's not even close, especially the young kids. This is in everything. There's a drug out there called synthetic marijuana. It is driving deaths among young people who have been told that it's okay, it's going to make you feel better, it'll get rid of your anxiety. It's in gummies where the kids think it's marijuana. It is destroying lives in suburbs where the parents are oblivious to reality. Until we get a handle on this specific drug, we're lost because the government profits. Believe me, they profit from drug addiction. It's all cooked in their socialist health care plan. It's always about the money. The drug addicts get a tremendous amount of that money, the ones that survive. And the ones that don't, they fall onto the welfare rolls. Once again, benefiting the Democrat mafia. They're not incentivized to fix it. In fact, they're incentivized to keep it the same. And that's why when Mayorkas goes out and tells you the border is fine, it's not as simple as a benign lie. It's as diabolical as a plan. The American Democrat mafia needs a flow of new victims new welfare recipients, new benefactors to their corruption that will comply with it. Nobody fits that bill better than a criminal from the beginning. 312-642-5600. He's Sean Thompson. Hello, Mr. Thompson. And this is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. You know what's astonishing? CBS News. It appears that uh, the zeroing in on the manufacturing of fentanyl is clearly China. Congress.gov, tackling fentanyl, holding China, the leading manufacturer, accountable. Uh, BBC, China, clearly the lead manufacturer of the rising drug deaths from fentanyl. Hmm. Let me see. What country produces the most fentanyl? Currently, China remains the primary source, primary source of fentanyl and all fentanyl-related substances, the DEA.gov, NPR, inside China's online fentanyl chemical network. How many deaths of fentanyl are in China? I mean, after all, they make it. Clearly, they must be suffering more than us, right? Not at all. You know why? 
It's been weaponized against us. Hurry up, let's have the Biden administration order solar panels from China. It's an existential threat. No, no, no. Hey, you in the diapers with the wet socks, can't figure out why? Confused who your nurse and wife is? Climate isn't existential. Fentanyl is. The problems that are destroying our country are, that are killing our our youth. Anybody uh, want to talk about how many kids have just died in these rich suburbs that are, what, 17, 18, 16, 15? 107,000 at last count. We're setting the new record this year. You think the existential threat is that it's hot outside in the summertime? You stupid son of a gun. It's clearly an attack. By the way, monkeypox making a big thing. Did you know that in the Wuhan lab, there was another thing that they experimented on when they weren't eating the faces off of the beagles? Monkeypox. Oh, but it's true. How, uh, how prepared are we for monkeypox right now? Sunday morning, I woke up with an insane rash on my forehead and chest. I thought, okay, if this doesn't go away by tomorrow, I'm going to go to urgent care. I go to urgent care the very next day. They say, oh, that's MRSA. I said, okay, well, can we test it to make sure? They said, oh, yeah, if you want. They take a culture. They say it'll take three days to come back. Give me an antibiotic, but tell me to see my PCP immediately. So I see my PCP immediately. She says, oh. She's only a kid. They uh, abbreviate everything. Primary care physician. Come on, squirrel, pay attention. Oh, it's a rash. Gives me an antibiotic. So in my mind, I know that it's not just a rash. I can tell that something's wrong. So I call urgent care, and I'm just like, hey. Is there any way you can test that for monkeypox? They said, monkeypox? They said, yeah, that disease that's going around? They said, yeah, we don't do that. So I get a third opinion, see another PCP. I go in. She says, let me go get my colleague. So now I have two doctors staring at me. They both say, I have no idea what this is. You can go back to work. So I'm driving home, tell my boss I can come back to work. They call me 45 minutes later, said, do not go anywhere. We think this is monkeypox. Please go see this dermatologist tomorrow. So I make an appointment with that dermatologist. Let me also just mention, at the appointment, I mentioned, hey, do you think this is monkeypox? And they said, what's monkeypox? So Thursday comes around, the day of my dermatology appointment. The doctor calls me and says, we're canceling your appointment. We're not dealing with that. And I quote, call the CDC is what they told me. I call the CDC. The CDC says, call your PCP. They don't know what they're doing. So now you've got COVID, you got fentanyl, and monkeypox. All traced back to China. Let's order solar panels from China, you stupid son of a Democrat. Jeff in Rockford. Say, so uh, maybe the WHO ought to get on this mission. Where are they at about this fentanyl? They're uh, buying up uh, uh, a a pharmaceutical company to provide the only vaccine for monkeypox, and Klaus Schwab has 100% of the shares. Yeah, and you know, I I was listening to a previous interview there, and something caught my ears real good about how the Chinese bribe our politicians. Yeah. If you could even bribe a Chinese politician or anybody in the higher-ups over there, what do you suppose China does to those kind of people that take a bribe over there? Well, first of all, it, communist countries normally have a different setup. They bribe the politician so that the people can have a baby and not get killed or eat something that's not on the government-sponsored menu. Uh, all communist countries 
understand this is going to happen. But one thing they also understand is no politician of the communist government will ever betray the communist government because they're in absolute and total control. They expect our politicians to betray the people because this is a country built on freedom of the people, and they, along with the American politicians, have a common enemy, and that's controlling the people. So they, they know that they could buy an American politician. Nobody can buy a Chinese politician because in their country they're a god. And that's what these politicians want to be. Thank you very much for the call. You think I'm wrong about the accusation that they uh, want to be a god? I don't think so. I can't for the longest time. Delaware had the highest cancer rate in the nation. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. I'm going to tell you right now, this guy right here thinks he's in control of the decisions in this country thinks he's capable of making those decisions. He's not interested in representing you. He's interested in ruling you. And he's got his cohorts in on the scam. They know what the answer is. They know what the problem is. They refuse to answer it. David in Lansing. Hey, Sean. uh, I just heard a few weeks ago somebody I went to high school with died of a heroin overdose, but uh, some people are saying they think it was laced with fentanyl. I didn't know the guy, but I think... um, Fentanyl, my personal belief is fentanyl is not only pushed by cartels, it's being allowed by government leaders by the top. And I'd like to give you three quick points to oh, see if you agree with Mr. these or numbers. Hurry do. up. Okay. Democrats open the borders to get more voters, and as a result, a necessary evil is the fentanyl coming across the border. Two. Uh, okay, number two. Democrats want fentanyl because drug and alcohol counselors, et cetera, in the hospitals uh, are a lot. Uh, majority of these people are Democrats, and they profit off of it. I think you mm-hmm. agree with that one, right? Three. <laughs> and then uh, number three, I don't know uh, if you agree with this one or not. Globalists like Henry Kissinger and Klaus Schwab and Bill Gates want less people. So they want spikes in death caused by fentanyl. It looks like a chemical. I disagree with that because no country has more people than China. It's not people that's their enemy. It's people that believe they're free, which is their enemy. It's people that don't want to be ruled by a corrupt dictator. Not one. So let me be clear. Climate change is an emergency. And in the coming weeks, I'm going to use the power I have as president to turn these words into formal, official government actions through the appropriate proclamations, executive orders, and regulatory power that a president possesses. You don't have any power to switch the agenda of the energy in this country, you corrupt Irish gypsy. You have none. Bill, LaSalle County. Hi, Bill. Uh, Bill, you're bringing me down. It's hard to do after David from Lansing. 312-642-5600. He believes in freedom, capitalism, and individual liberty. And because of that, he's become an enemy of the state. He's Sean Thompson, and this is The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. All right. Let's go to the lines. Len from the Merck. Len from the Merck and the Highland Park, and the Highland Park wants a call for another night. Uh, I'm wondering, if I wear my mask, will that protect me from the climate change? (laughs) Because the stupidity of the stuff they come up with, you know, to try to hold on to their positions just amazes me. 
I mean, I can't believe half the country is that stupid. And you I know what it is, though, Len? There. You saw something what? you never thought would happen. Honestly, what we lived through these last two years and how these people are still clinging to this to the people who've lied to them is astonishing. That mass thing that happened to me today, I still can't believe there are people that are willing to believe anything. And now you realize the pickle we're in. You know it. You're well, surrounded you know, by you, it. You saw what they did to our great city, our great state. It's, you know uh, something? I, del- I deliver food in Highland Park. Uh-huh. And every time someone does something stupid on the road, and I'm on the road all day, they get a mask on driving by themselves. It's amazing. <laughs> and they're it's in a hybrid. Just ama- yeah. <laughs> it's it's just right. amazing. Thank you, Len, for the call. I appreciate it. There's a, a, a woman on The View. What's her name, Honey Bunny? Lindsey Granger. Now, she is supposed to be a Republican. She's supposed to be a lawyer, a lawyer in American law. I want you to hear her talk about the 22-year-old hero that saved an untold amount of deaths in the Indiana mall shooting. This is, this is a, a woman who's supposed to be a conservative, supposed to be a lawyer, and she's important enough to have her opinion cast out on national TV. This Good Samaritan thing, listen, I was trained when I was at the Justice Department in firearms, and I was trained in defensive firearm training. Mm-hmm. It is very hard to hit a moving target. It is hard for people that are trained to hit a moving target. It is very lucky um, that that Good Samaritan hit that moving target in, in, in that way. And he wasn't. He had a gun permit, but he wasn't supposed to be in the mall with a gun. So he broke the yeah. law. How are you going to reason with these people? In the face, what's her name, Sonny what? Sonny Hostin. In the face of actual success, in the face of a blessing, the bad guy is the guy that saved the lives. You're going to reason with them now on the swindle of climate fraud? You're going, to, you're going to make common sense with these people? Can't be done. These are not people that are interested in right answers. These are people that are interested in being gods among men. These are fascists, socialists. These are communists. That's why they have more in common with the communist government of China than they do the people who are slaves under the rule. Don in Bloomingdale. Sean, I know we got fentanyl, and I know they finally figured out something that we knew for years, that it was coming from China. But the good news is the uh, beautiful wife of the dictator from Ukraine was begging for an extension on her credit for two years, and the banks gave it to her, and now they're going after the bond guys. Isn't the rule on the street that when someone doesn't pay, somebody else does? You know, you knew, you knew that Ukraine was going to get bailed out. Because IMF had already signed for the loans. But don't forget who privately invested. George Soros and Klaus Schwab. So they got their money first. That's where your $60 billion went. The the money that didn't go there and come back in the form of lobbying to buy Democrat whores. And I don't mean the ones that streetwalk. I mean the ones that are representatives and senators. It's just crying shame, Don. And that's what it looks like under a Democrat mafia. Ironically, they figured out a way to have you bribe them. Let's send it to the pretend Ukrainian government. We didn't care when they were killing their own citizens, but now they're the good guys. The good Nazis. Didn't know there was any. There are. I'll be back in 21 hours. Don't just have a great night. Have an American night. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.